Psalm 40. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, who does not look to the proud, to those who turn aside to false gods. Many, Lord my God, are the wonders you have done, the things you planned for us. None can compare with you. Were I to speak and tell of your deeds, there would be too many to declare. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but my ears you have opened. Burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not require. Then I said, here I am, I have come. It is written about me in the scroll. I desire to do your will, my God. Your law is written within my heart. I proclaim your saving acts in the great assembly. I do not seal my lips, Lord, as you know. I do not hide your righteousness in my heart. I speak of your faithfulness and your saving help. I do not conceal your love and your faithfulness from the great assembly. Do not withhold your mercy from me, Lord. May your love and faithfulness always protect me. For troubles without number surround me. My sins have overtaken me and I cannot see. There are more than, they are more than the hairs on my head and my heart fails within me. Be pleased to save me, Lord. Come quickly, Lord, to help me. May all who want to take my life be put to shame and confusion. May all who desire my ruin be turned back in disgrace. Many those who say to me, aha, aha, be appalled at their own shame. But may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May choose you long for your saving help. Always say, the Lord is great. But as for me, I am poor and needy. May the Lord think of me. You are my help and my deliverer. You are my God. Do not delay. At this point we watched a video showing two people being rescued from mud by a lifeboat crew. So those two girls were seriously stuck in mud and the tide was rising and it was a challenging and dangerous situation. Now I grew up in uh, Southend-on-Sea, the estuary of the Thames, and at low tide it was very tempting to walk out on the mud. But there were real dangers attached to it. Some areas were quite firm but others were very soft indeed. To be stuck in the mud when the tide is rising fast is absolutely terrifying. And the girls in that video would have probably drowned if they were not rescued in time. Now the psalm that we heard just now is a testimony of how God lifted someone from the mud and the mire and set their feet on the rock. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit. 
It may have been David himself writing this psalm. It may have been someone else. The prophet Jeremiah on one occasion was lowered into a deep well full of mud with the intention that there he would starve to death. And he literally had to be rescued from that situation on the orders of the king. And now in the psalm, the same image is used, not so much literally, but as a picture of being stuck in life and finding that God comes to the rescue. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. God hears our cry. This is John's story. And he will share with us a little bit later some of the detail of how God has brought him to a new place and a new life. I wonder, is this you this morning? Is there any sense in which today you are waiting patiently for the Lord? In this noisy world, you are longing to hear this voice of Jesus. In this world where so often we hear negative words and critical words spoken, you are longing to hear words of encouragement, words of affirmation. Words like what God said to Jesus in his baptism, this is my own son, I am pleased with him. Is there any sense today in which you are waiting patiently for the Lord, longing to hear the voice of Jesus? He heard the cry of this person in the psalm. He heard the cry of Jeremiah in the well. He heard the cry of Jesus on the cross when Jesus said, my God, my God, why have you deserted me? He hears our cry. Maybe you feel stuck in the mud in a metaphorical sense. Life is not going anywhere. Every day is like a monotonous routine. The endless cycle of work, home, eat, sleep, and it's wearing you down. Maybe the loneliness of long days at home, the pain of broken nights of sleep, wearing you down. Maybe you're fine when you're kept busy. But when you stop and ask the deeper questions of life, that's when you feel completely stuck. There is no way This morning I want to say to you, God hears your cry. I promise you that today. God hears your cry. And as well as hearing, he will act. And this psalm goes on to say how God will action his promise. How he will make a difference when we really cry out to him. And when I looked closely at this psalm, it's quite familiar words for many people who read the Bible regularly. When I looked closely at it, I noticed a number of different references to different parts of our body. There is in this psalm a mention of feet, of mouth, of ears, of heart, of lips. And it seems to me that the way in which God acted for the writer of this psalm, the way in which God wants to act in your life and my life today, can be linked to these different parts of the body. They're images, if you like, or metaphors of spiritual truths. But the images are all used in the psalm and they can help us grasp what God is able to do when you really cry out to him from the heart sincerely, longing for God to speak and for God to act. And so let's look at them briefly in turn. The first one is that he can put your feet on a rock. I 
waited patiently for the Lord, he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock. He can give you a firm foundation for your life. And that rock we know, as we live beyond New Testament times, we know that that rock is Jesus. This was written, of course, before the time of Christ. But we live many years after. And we know that the way that God brings his salvation is through Jesus Christ. There is no other firm foundation. It is Jesus who can forgive us our sins. It's Jesus who can bring God's love into our lives. It's Jesus who can bring a sense of direction and purpose in everything that we are doing. Getting stuck in the mud can be very serious. A quick Google of the RNI videos will bring up several more where people were totally stuck and could do nothing to save themselves. And there's a sense in which we are all stuck in that way because only Jesus can put your feet on a firm and solid rock for the whole of your life. And this is what God is wanting to do. He's wanting to take hold of us, lift us up, and put our feet on a rock. And the rock is Jesus and on his foundation and through our faith in him and because of his sacrifice on the cross and through his strength and power in our lives we can stand firm he can put your feet on a rock this is what God is wanting to do today and then he can put a new song in your mouth to be secure in Jesus is a great place to be but then God wants us to be excited by our faith and to praise him constantly. That's the next phrase of the psalm. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. It's not so much a matter of whether the songs we actually sing are old or new. It's much more to do with the natural overflowing of praise to our Heavenly Father. And there's a real challenge for us here. Because I don't think we praise God anything like enough for everything that he's done. Is it the first thought of you every day? Thank you, Lord, for the gift of today. This is exciting. I can live for you today. Is there a new song rising up in your heart every morning? Does that spirit of thankfulness live with you through the day? That God has made this beautiful world. He's given us the wonderful gift of life. There are people to meet. There are things to do. There are ways to explore and discover and to know all the time the wonder of his presence with us. He can put a new song in our mouth. Verse 5 continues the same idea. Many, Lord my God, are the wonders you have done, the things you've planned for us. None can compare with you. Were I to speak and tell of your deeds, there would be too many to declare. Moving on, he can put a new opening in your ears. We've had feet and mouth, and now we've come to ears. I found it a little bit hard to get the right phrase on the screen for this because the actual words in verse 6 are the sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but my ears you have opened. My ears you have opened. What does this mean? I think it means a new capacity to hear directly from God. It's nothing to do with piercing uh, the earlobes or anything like that to create an opening for jewelry. It is a capacity to hear from God. 
And that's incredibly exciting. If you like, it's a new channel of hearing within our noisy world today, listening to Jesus, listening to what the Spirit whispers into your ears. It's hard to explain, but it's a new attentive, attentiveness which comes when we walk closely with our God, a spiritual wavelength where we can really appreciate the promises of God. They're not just empty words. They kind of sink in right to here. And that leads closely to the next thought, that also he can put a new law in your heart. Heart is the next bit of the anatomy that we've got here. And this is all about hearing and receiving the word of God. Not as a legal list of rules and regulations, but an exciting adventure of faith in which is our deepest desire is to do what God wants us to do. So the whole of life becomes different because he's put a new law in your heart. So the kind of things that matter are the things that God wants you to do. And that's deep inside of here. It's kind of written into your heart. A regular reading of the Bible is such an important part of this, along with an understanding of how we apply that text to our lives today. Ezekiel 36, 26 and 27 says the same thing in different words. It's a prophecy from the Lord to the people. He said, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. A new law in your heart. The psalm goes on then to say that God can put a new word on your lips. Verse 9. I proclaim your saving acts in the great assembly. I do not seal my lips, Lord. As you know, I do not hide your righteousness in my heart. I speak of your faithfulness, speaking out the good things that God has done. The blessings that God gives to us are not to keep to ourselves. Everyone needs to know. That's why John is being baptized today. Baptism is a wonderful expression of this new life, of putting our feet on the rock of seeing, of hearing, of knowing the reality of God in our lives and then living it out and speaking it out. It's a public statement of his faith in Jesus. And the psalm goes on to say in the next verse, I do not hide your righteousness in my heart. I speak of your faithfulness and of your saving help. I do not conceal your love and your faithfulness from the great assembly. It's just a natural thing to talk about the great things that God has done for us. So where we got to? Using these different parts of the body that are evident in, these psalm, in this psalm. This is what God is able to do. He can put our feet on a rock. He can put uh, a new song in your mouth. He can put a new opening in your ears. He can put a new law in your heart. He can put a new word on your lips. The later section of this psalm is just slightly different. 
But what it really says is that God is faithful and will always be there. If you read on the, the last part of the psalm, it's slightly different in tone. It's more of a cry and a prayer to God that actually brings a realism to this new way of life. It says this is all very exciting, but actually it's not easy. It's not quite as easy as it seems. The journey of faith is worked out in the context of doubt and difficulty, both from within us and around us. But the wonderful truth is that God is faithful and he will always be there. We know that the way God answers our cry and brings his salvation to us is through Jesus. Jesus is the real fulfillment of this psalm, the one who hears our cry today. Jesus today can put your feet on a rock. He can put a new song in your mouth. He can put a new opening in your ears. He can put a new law in your heart. He can put a new word on your lips so you speak it out. God is faithful and he will always be there. So I'm going to ask the band to come back onto the stage and uh, lead us into another song before we hear John's testimony.